0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Another Thursday, another episode of Simply Sessions. And I'm rocking the new mic today. And I've got to give a hats off to my my partner in crime here who's going to be on in a moment. But uh, this was a a gift from the Nico of Simply Bitcoin. (laughs) He's going to be in here in a second. We're going to be talking news, but I like it. I like the crispy bassy. I barely have to do anything, and it's just like booming bass. I feel like Preston Pish over here. Anyways, uh, very excited. We got plenty to talk about. You know, there's there's the whole debacle around uh, fake ETF news. Uh, we got um, Javier Malay having interesting uh, roadblocks in his uh, campaign. Uh, We've got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Nico's going to fill us in. Uh, Of course, this is live. Anything can happen. So I defer to my friend Bill here.
1: We'll do
2: it live. Okay.
1: We'll do it live.
2: Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks.
0: If you have not already, please do hit like, subscribe, share. That little like button is just below in the screen right here. Just... Tab that, smash it, share it, all that good stuff. That really helps the show get it in front of more eyeballs. I am Ben with the BTC Sessions. This is your Simply Session.
1: HODL THE BITCOIN.
0: Before we bring in Nico, let's take a look at where we are in the market right now. This is timechaincalendar.com. Uh, we're sitting at $28,653 per coin. A single US dollar will pick you up, 3,490 sats. In terms of fees, it's looking like next block, 16 sats per byte. Anytime, 4 sats. And anything below around 1.7 sats per byte is getting purged from the mempool. So be aware. Uh, And in terms of Bitcoin mind, 19.52 million of them, that's 92.95% of the total supply. Shout out to sponsor of the show, hodlhodl.com. If you're buying Bitcoin and you want to prioritize peer-to-peer trading, instant self-custody, and no KYC, this is the place to go. You can sign up with nothing more than an email address. Once you're logged in, choose a currency payment method and amount. Start viewing Uh, offers immediately and stack in non-KYC sats. Links are down below. Of course, when you stack those non-KYC sats, you're gonna wanna secure them with some of the best hardware on the market. CoinKite is killing it. I love my cold card Mark IV. It's my go-to hardware of choice. Uh, I've got all their other goodies, tap signers, sats cards, block clocks, open dimes, all of it. And I've pre-ordered the cold card Q1 And the Sats link. I'll be chatting about that later on in the show too. Uh, And if you want any of that, head over to coinkite.com. Use code BTC Sessions for 5% off everything in the store. Backups are also important. Seed ore has you covered in that department. Uh, You can protect your seed phrase from the elements, fire, water, corrosion, all of that stuff. Uh, And they have one of the most beautiful, robust, and premium options on the market. It's got a, a uh, capsule and disc design. If you want to swap out your seed phrase, all you have to do is just grab some more discs, which is cheap, uh, cheaper than throwing out a plate. Hey, uh, and it has a full set in which you can uh, basically get your sort of starter set and have one or two seed phrases, and you can order more capsules if you need. So check them out. Links are down below based on location for the best shipping options for you. Nunchuck has you covered with multi-sig, namely assisted multi-sig. They've got their Honey Badger program. What is it? Well, you sign on with your mobile device. You can set up a multi-sig with tap signers, cold cards, and a ton of other hardware options. They'll hold one key, you hold three. Uh, and then once you're in there, you've got an assisted multi-sig with built-in inheritance planning. Your stats will get to your next of kin if anything should happen to you. And the whole thing is no KYC. So check them out. Nunchuck.io. I've got a full tutorial if it tickles your fancy. And finally, shout out to Start9, your sovereign computing solution. Uh, these guys offer plug and play solutions for hosting your Bitcoin stack and your personal data. So what can you run? Bitcoin Core, Lightning, Mempool.Space, join market. You can host files, passwords, photos, Nostra relays Nostra clients, all of this, they've got everything from entry level up to what I'm running, which is the server pure, which they also just dropped the price on uh, by 200 bucks. And on top of that, I now have a code, uh, all caps, BTC sessions with a plus sign at the end, and that'll drop it another 18%. Uh, so that drops it close to 400 bucks all around. So uh, if you're looking for early Christmas gifts, Check out star9.com. Anyways, with that, enough of my rambling. Uh, let's get our good buddy in here. Uh thanks for the beautiful mic, man. It sounds so crispy.
2: Bro, you do sound, you do sound delicious, I might add. Um, but uh <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh yeah, dude. So I, I I don't know if you remember this, but you originally I asked you what camera I should get. Uh, when i started simply because i was using a webcam initially and uh you you told me the ace a the 6300 sony yeah. and i was like and I, at that time like i had this very small following and i was like bugging you in the dms i'm like bro how do you set this up how do you set this up so oops i never i never <laughs> forgot that and uh you know so i was like it's the least i could do so well,
0: good. i'm I'm glad and you were here in studio. Uh, back a few months ago, and so it was kind of cool, but now we'll be able to have my mi- extra mics and stuff next time you're in town. Sure. We can just uh, cue yeah. it up and sound super, super professional, super, super crisp, super yes. crisp. I'm yeah, stoked, man. Man.
2: but uh, but yeah, dude, the, the simply sessions just, just we keep we keep leveling leveling up, man. I don't know, yes. this is crazy. It's
0: crazy. Yeah. I love it. Well, dude, uh, well, let's uh, let's dive into it. Um, what, what's been going on in your world? What's going on in Bitcoin? What's top of the Top of mind uh lately.
2: So um the Opti's ex-girlfriend, uh Christine Lagarde. Uh such a felonics. Such I, I know, I know. I, I I don't know what uh Opti did to her to break her heart. Um, but uh, you know, something happened there. And uh actually, you know, it, it was just discovered that there were according to the Bitcoin Bugle, which is a very reliable information source
0: so reputable no fake news
2: no fake news whatsoever that there's leaked messages between and lagarde show plot to convince bitcoiners about cbdc so very very disappointed in opti okay bad dad joke i'm becoming a dad so i have to make the dad jokes uh in all seriousness this is not a joke like i like this looks like a joke but it's totally not a joke uh this is christine lagarde basically putting her foot down and she's basically saying that, look, fiat currencies are the future. Central bank digital currencies are the future. Uh, this is a tweet that she released. This is real. Like, it, it, like I'm seeing this and I'm like, this is insanity. Uh, but she goes on to say the euro is key to our European unity. A digital euro existing alongside cash would future proof our currency. That's a very interesting statement, Ben. Because she wants to reiterate that we're not getting rid of cash. You know, the cash is still going to exist. You know, don't don't get scared. Yeah, it, it would be safe and easy to use and free of charge. Hmm. While mm. the decision whether to issue a digital euro will be taken later, we're now launching the
1: preparation phase. So let's see what she has to say. The digital euro is on the move. Yesterday, the governing council of the ECB approved the opening of the preparation phase. It will be a journey and we will walk the journey together with the legislator. All European institutions will be involved to make sure that Europe is equipped with the currency of the future. Cash is here to stay. You will have all options, cash and digital cash. So what does it mean for you? For consumers it would be free and easy to use everywhere in the Euro area. All of that, of course, is subject to the legislative process. Cash or digital, the choice will be yours. You, Euro, your choice.
0: That's so ominous, like it's... Holy
2: shit, bro. It's
0: it's like, again, 1984, like the big screen and, uh,
2: man. (laughs) I I didn't watch that to like fucking watch it live with you. I'm sorry. I'm cursing. Watch it. Watch it live with you. That is absolutely terrifying. Your euro, your choice. Yeah. You will have two choices. Yeah. A CBDC or cash. What about Bitcoin? It's not mentioned, right? No, you can't use that. Not
0: a choice. Not Not a a choice. David wrong. I think David wrong has it right. (laughs) Guarantee. You will have no options in the future. Hundred percent, hundred percent.
2: Holy cow! That is the most dystopian.
0: That was. This is this is our generation's uh, temporary suspension of the gold standard, <laughs> right? This is the similar, like, blatant lie shoved in our faces. You will always have the choice between cash and digital cash, as if they're the same thing and afford the same privacy and usability,
2: dude. I didn't think it was that bad. It was really bad, bro. Yeah. And I'm surprised how many. There's a thousand. Can I curse again? Yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want. There's a thousand three hundred and eighty-seven dumb motherfuckers that like that.
1: <laughs> wow. Those,
0: those are just like the 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 central bankers and statesmen. All they're like, bro, hot new tweet. Everybody go like it. We're gonna boost this.
2: Dude, wow. Okay. Opti, like Opti just let me down a hundred times more. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Okay. Okay. Another news Another news. Um, okay. So I tweeted this out, uh, November 28, 2022. Um, and it's something that, you know, I, I felt was a, a bottleneck that was incredibly obvious. Uh, Ben, you using an Android is actually making me want to buy an Android because of how much Apple just like, you know, protects their walled garden, so to speak. And I said, I'm like, look, this is totally going to be leveraged. Uh, like, look at Christine's wording there, right? Mm-hmm. She's making it seem like, no, you're going to have a choice. You're going to whatever, but she's also making, you know, making, letting you know that you're not going to have a choice. Like, it's like, you're going to have a choice, but it's not going to be a choice. Right. Uh, she's conveying that message and basically I came to the conclusion, I'm like, you see how easily Apple can deplatform Twitter? Governments will pressure Apple to do the same with Bitcoin wallets. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. Fast forward. Uh, it's not Bitcoin wallets per se, but check this out. Apple bows to China, starts enforcing app store regulations in the country. Quote, China announced its new app laws in August 2023, saying that developers must be either based in the country or partnered with one that is. There are are then the privacy issues where users' personal data is held, but the law primarily gives the Chinese government total control over what apps can be sold in its country. Quote: Apple resisted the law change to the point of reportedly having staff meet with Chinese officials to object to it. Even following this, Apple still held out despite Chinese protests. According to Reuters, however, Apple has now begun complying. As of Friday, September 29, 2023, Apple has required developers to submit their internet content provider filing when submitting new apps. China has allowed a grace period for developers to comply, but for new apps that ended in September, 2023, existing apps have until March, 2024, bro. Like if this isn't incredibly obvious where this is going, you're Mm -hmm. still asleep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, Again, um, centralized app stores are, again, single po- singular points of failure. Right? You you have an Apple phone. You're only allowed to, you know, grab crap off off the Apple store unless you figure out how to jailbreak your phone. Most people will not be able to do that, and th- thus be subject to whatever's in front of them. And the funny thing is, most people won't notice. Most people will just be like, "This is what's in the app store. Cool." I'll just use these apps uh, not having the context of, Oh, this is, this is pre-approved by the government. Um, and that's, that's what they'll be seeing in China. But I mean, even Android users, technically speaking, aren't fully immune to this. Cause what do most people use the Google play store? Right. And so your average user is just going to be like, this is what's in the play store, but at, at least on Android, you very easily have the option of being like, Oh, I can download. Uh, for those unfamiliar, you can download an APK file, which is just like an app. And when you download it from the internet, and then you open the file it will say, Do you want to install this app, and you just install it. And you can also download alternative app stores that are effectively they'll host everything that would be in a regular app store, plus others that aren't allowed to be there. Um, and that happened to I believe Samurai Wallet for a while, they got booted because they had some stealth feature or something like that. Um, and so you were allowed to get it through alternative app stores. But like Apple, when, because the, they previously did ban Bitcoin wallets, they got rid of all of them. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2014, 2015. And a lot of people like that was when I switched to Android. I haven't been back. I, I have a Mac computer, but a, a computer is different. Like you can go yep. and you can use it as you see fit for now.
2: for now (laughs) exactly (laughs) for now but
0: but who knows who knows right so yeah um we need to get away from centralized app stores you need to at least become familiar with how do i get an app on my phone if somebody doesn't want me to have it
2: dude okay and a hundred percent a hundred percent and shame on apple too because they're so they they according to them they're the whole privacy centric and they believe you know they tout that part that they believe in privacy and all that stuff um, yeah, yeah, this is, a uh, get away from anything. It's, it's central. If it's centralized, it will inevitably be co-opted by governments. I think that's just the, the, uh, the conclusion from, from all this. Yeah. Anyways, um, moving on to the debacle that happened. Um, I don't have the original tweet because they deleted it, <laughs> but, um, essentially on Monday Cointelegraph reported that BlackRock iShares spot Bitcoin ETF was approved. Quickly thereafter, the reporter that uh, was going to interview uh, Larry Fink, who is the CEO and chairman of BlackRock, uh, confirmed to her, her name is Eleanor Tourette. BlackRock has just confirmed to me that this is false. Their application is still under review. Um, and take a look at the apology Uh, Which says, we apologize for a tweet that led to the dissemination of inaccurate information regarding the BlackRock Bitcoin ETF. But Dylan LeClaire has a great point, right? You could have just deleted it and claimed to have been hacked, which begs the question, what was the price tag for such a tweet? (laughs) A billion got wiped out of Bitcoin open interest alone. Such a headline was extremely profitable for anyone who knew in advance it was fake, both on the upside and the retrace. Which is a hundred percent spot on. Now here is their official apology letter, uh, which is interesting to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both on they both they both they they first go on to say they're incredibly grateful. Ten years, blah 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 blah, and then it will go. It went on to say earlier today during routine coverage, Coin social media team posted a message on X without prior editorial approval, stating that the United States Securities An exchange commission has approved BlackRock's iShares Spot Bitcoin Exchange Traded Fund, or ETF. This was false, the result of misinformation. The news led originated from an unconfirmed screenshot posted by an X user who claimed it was from the Bloomberg terminal. Cointelegraph did not ultimately publish an article with this incorrect information, but we deeply regret posting this an error on X and the impact it has caused. So I'm sorry if I wiped you out. I apologize. Now check this out. This isn't X. This is Telegram, right? Yeah. So they were sourcing this information from Telegram, and now take a look at how convenient this is. This is the user uh, that supposedly broke the news. They conveniently deleted their account. <laughs> so like, what did like just just put one in, like one and two together? Like what Dylan was saying is extremely true. This was extremely profitable if you knew beforehand and afterwards. And they're just saying, we apologize. It came from a Telegram account that is conveniently deleted. We're sorry. Right? Like, I I don't know, bro. I kind of just don't believe it, to be honest with you.
0: (laughs) <laughs> There's definitely incentive there, right? Like the, the incentives are huge. And again, a lot of people got wiped out in a short amount of time. Um, Again, if anybody was privy to that information, uh, then, and I mean, it's, it's wild to me that it got posted. Also, I like that the article there, they're like, you know, it could have been worse, basically, is what they're saying. They're like, we could have made an article about it, but we didn't pat on the back to myself. <laughs> but we're still sad about the tweet. Like, And it got left for so long. The best was the the edit to it where it was like uh, ETF approved and then like this tweet has been edited, comma, reportedly. <laughs> like, and then in the chat, it says them like from now on, say reportedly if you don't know the source. And then like the comments below the reportedly thing <laughs> were like, bro, you reported it.
2: <laughs> oh man. Uh
0: I feel okay, so one thing I'll say is I feel bad for Joe, like Joe Hall who works there, who's yep. awesome. He's he was like,
2: getting eaten alive.
0: Yeah, like he's he's the best person there. I gave him a poke like just like in jest, but I know that like it was obviously stressful as hell for a lot of people that he works with. Rightfully so, because holy shit, what a mistake. Um, but yeah. The other thing the other thing about it is is like just in minutes, Bitcoin jumps three grand mm. <laughs> on like unsubstantiated fake news. Uh and then so like when the real shit hits, you'll see Dude. that that and much more. Uh, but also, you know, obviously that's a double-edged sword.
2: <laughs> yeah, bro, people it, you could tell there's so much and Larry Fink actually said this in an interview. There's so much interest sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. That like, you know, like people are just like waiting for this thing. Um, but yeah, I feel bad for Joe. Uh like like holy cow. Um
0: yeah. Also, understanding Bitcoin if you're trading news, you deserve to get wrecked. Uh, True. Yeah, True. Spot on. <laughs> 100%. Just stack, stack your stats, ignore the news. You already know what's up with the Bitcoin. You already know the true value of it. Just stack and ignore, you know, it's fun to talk about this shit. But like is uh, us talking about this isn't affecting the way that we're stacking, right?
2: Yep, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, dude. Just stay humble, stack sats, and stay solvent. That's literally yeah. it's an easy, easy formula. All right. In other news uh, moving on to Argentina. This weekend is going to be a very, very consequential election, an outsider uh, outside of the mainstream political parties in Argentina due to the more than 100 percent inflation that the country is currently enduring. People are they want to try an alternative. Then that's very similar, by the way, of how Naim Bukele won. And literally the name of Naim Bukele's party is called Nuevas Ideas, which literally stands for New Ideas. Uh, people are sick and tired of the traditional left-wing and right-wing party in Argentina. So they fell in love with this libertarian candidate. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of this stuff that he said in videos, like, holy cow. He's like, he's like ending the central bank, ending all the government, uh, you know, ministries, like, you know, like, it, like it's some crazy rhetoric. But people are suffering. People are desperate. And they're buying into, you know, what this guy is saying. He is an Austrian economist, he's a libertarian, and he's a fan of Bitcoin, right? And Argentina is a lot bigger country. It's a G20 country, I believe, Mm -hmm. than El Salvador. So if this guy gets in power, it's pretty good news for Bitcoin. And I got to say, the legacy media's reaction to him, right, is a pretty good indication that the man is over the target. And he's currently leading the polls. So this guy has actually like a really good chance, if not the chance to win the Argentinian presidency, which is absolutely nuts. Anyways, now let's see what they're trying to do to stop him because they're sabotaging him left and right. So there's a Wall Street Journal article and here is the current uh, part of the the current ruling government. They got rid of the income tax altogether. You heard that right. The income tax. They just got rid of it conveniently about a month or a couple weeks before the election. <laughs> Literally, read my lips as candidate for president, no taxes at all. And conveniently he is part of the ruling party. Like and that begs the question, right? And and Jimmy Song actually you know, summarized it perfectly. He says, so Argentina has abolished the income tax ahead of of its presidential election in a last-ditch attempt to defeat the libertarian candidate who's leading in the polls. This proves, one, they're printing money. They really don't need to tax you explicitly. Number two, that inflation itself is a stealth tax that can be imposed without any legislation or transparency. The mechanics of money are going to become way more obvious to people going forward. Here's another take from Samson Mao. The current Argentinian government's ploy to abolish income tax and prevent Malay from being elected president just accelerates the failure of the legacy system. If they could abolish it in an instant, they can reinstate it in an instant. I hope the people of Argentina see through it. Now, this brings me to the last point. They're so desperate. Not only are they literally eliminating income tax, right? Conveniently, a month before the election, if they say, if you vote for me, no taxes for you, they're also using lawfare. They literally charged him with the crime. And when I read you what they charged him with, it's insane. Prosecutor files a case against Argentina's frontrunner Javier Milei days before presidential election. Now let's read what the crime is about. A prosecutor launched a criminal case Friday against Argentina's frontrunner in this month's presidential elections. Accusing Javier Milei of deliberately causing a drop in the Argentine currency when he encouraged citizens not to save in pesos.
0: <laughs> I don't think he needed to tell them not to do that, though.
2: <laughs> like, like. Why is he so popular? Probably because of the shit that he's saying. And they're like, no, don't say that because it's causing the currency to drop. It has nothing to do with the money printing. Like, Bro. Like you can't make that up if you wanted to.
0: I like it's. It's like uh, again, the the fact that they've abolished income tax. Jimmy Song is completely right. They abolish income tax because they don't need it because they are extracting wealth through monetary debasement. Right? Like you know, they're they're taking purchasing power away from people through that mechanism, and it proves that by them abolishing it because the next question is going to be, everybody's going to be like, well, wait, how, how are, how do they have money to pay for things? Oh, they printed it. Also, I still can't save. I, no matter how much I save um, it, uh, it it doesn't seem to work. It's almost as if uh, my currency isn't worth shit. And then they villainize the front runner for pointing out that, it is a tax for pointing out that he they're extracting wealth from people. So yeah, I I don't know what else to say, but it's very obvious that that uh, they don't like his message. They know that it takes away their power.
2: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that's what it's about. Like they don't actually believe what the fuck they're charging. And it is. So it actually like it's it, 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 it like the charges themselves. It's like a Freudian slip. <laughs> like, yeah. like they're revealing. Like, it's so absolutely insane. What, what total clown? like they don't call it clown world for no reason. Anyways, yeah. speaking of, I, I wouldn't call this lawfare, but I would call this more information warfare. Um, you know, you know, the New York Times, we all love the New York Times, you know, yeah. there's the same New York Times that great. released the propaganda hit piece uh, that Walker uh, America, Walker America did such a great job, uh, you know, starting the the Twitter movement, stop the presses. Um, and they released an article called the real world cost of the digital race for Bitcoin. Yeah. And that article says Bitcoin mines cash, Uh, Bitcoin mines cash in on electricity by devouring it selling it, and even turning it off. Mm-hmm. They cause immense pollution. In many cases, the public pays the price. So the rhetoric is very, very precise. It's it's trying to paint a picture. And Bitcoin has actually discovered, because this is a part of Texas where there's always clear skies, that they actually doctored this image to make it seem hazy and polluted. Right? Mm-hmm. And then again, this idea, right? That Bitcoin causes immense pollution. I love the video by Pierre Richard, where he literally put a meter behind the ASICs and it showed that Bitcoin miners don't release any CO2. Electricity production releases CO2. But you know what also uses electricity? Video games, washing machines, toasters. So why is it that they're focusing On Bitcoin mining itself well I think it's the same reason that they're going after Javier Mali right it's a threat to the status quo remember the video of Christine Lagarde in the very beginning of the the simply uh, simply session show Mm -hmm. you will have a choice (laughs) they're trying to get rid of one of those choices that's the whole point of this so okay so why am I talking about this this is old news this is another article from the New York Times, right? Senators want to know if Russia can skirt, use skirt, uh, if want senators want to know if Russia can use cryptocurrencies to skirt sanctions, right? Now, br- this brings me to the latest article and it is just as absurd as the previous one. Across US, Chinese Bitcoin mines draw national security threat. Microsoft reported one site in Wyoming because of its proximity to a data center and nuclear missile base. Records show other cryptocurrency facilities have ties to the Chinese state. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Bitcoin mining is a threat to America's nuclear arsenal. That's like, you can't make this shit up if you fucking tried, bro. Okay, I know I'm cursing a lot this show, but this is absurd. This is insanity. Uh, okay, so let's, let's take a look at the rhetoric because it's it's actually pretty funny. When a company with, my, with Chinese origins broke ground last year on, crypto mi, uh, on a crypto mining operation in Wyoming, a team at Microsoft that assesses national security threats sounded the alarm. Not only was the site next door to a Microsoft data center that supported the Pentagon, it was about a mile away from an Air Force base that controlled nuclear-armed intercon- intercontinental ballistic missiles. Look, look, guys, the fact that they put threat, national security threat mining operation, nuclear-armed intercontinental ballistic missiles in the first two paragraphs tells you exactly what they're trying to do with the fucking framing. They're trying to scare the living shit out of the uninformed, right? And they're trying to plant little ideas and seeds so that when you read this article, you know, and you go to your Thanksgiving dinner, you're like, listen, Bitcoin is a threat. Because it might compromise America's nuclear armed capability. Like, it is so absurd what they're trying to do, bro. Um, Maybe I'm seeing things, but hey, look, the New York Times does not have a good history of uh, being uh, pro-Bitcoin, I would say.
0: They're running out of, like, (laughs) even even quasi-credible FUD. (laughs) Now they're just like, they're going to get our nukes. <laughs> they're just they're running out of everything um, could
2: you imagine Pierre Richard making a video of rebuking this Yeah,
0: him, <laughs> him like with like something to measure like <laughs> signals and everything it
2: doesn't seem
0: to be any signals outside of this nuclear facility <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bro, could you imagine him just taking an ASIC like right in front of like a US military base and just like plugging in? I've wired
0: into it, it doesn't seem to be taking control of these nukes like I I wanted.
2: Oh man, dude. But yeah, you, bro, you pointed it out. Like you pointed out, you hit the nail on the head. Like they're running out of shit to say. Like. This is absurd. <laughs> like this is so absurd.
0: It's hilarious, and I hope I hope that they do more of it because <laughs> it'll just become more ridiculous, and people will be like, "What? What are you? What are you guys doing?" Like we <laughs> we know that this is bull. This is these types of headlines are the are the like uh, microwaves are going to give you tumors headlines of today.
2: Hundred percent. Hundred percent, dude. Yeah hundred percent. And, and, and they're writing on the coattails of the New York times legitimacy if they ever had it, but you know, they're a hundred year old institution. They're called the paper of record. Right. Mm-hmm. They obviously have very high production value. Right. Like, look at that. Like they have a drone shot, like moving image. Right. Yeah. We got yellow in the house. Um, and like, um, You know, they're they're using that to try to, like, convince people of things. Mm. And then this reminds me of this article that I always reference called Don't uh, Stop Drinking the Elite's Kool-Aid by Naimu Kelly. He wrote it for Bitcoin Magazine. It sounds
0: like you almost said, uh, don't stop believing.
2: Uh, Oh, wait, hold on. He totally did say that. You didn't hear it? No. You didn't hear that? I didn't hear him, Dude. Don't stop believing. Oh, to, to that feeling! He definitely said it. He definitely <laughs> said it. Um, so it it brings me to this. It reminds me of this article by Naim Bukele, and and then these articles by the New York Times really start to make sense, right? And here is the most the most consequential lines of this entire paragraph: it "says the most vocal detractors, the ones who are afraid and pressuring us to reverse our decision, are the world's most powerful elites." and the people who work for or benefit from them. They used to own everything in a way they still do, the media, the banks, the NGOs, international organizations, and almost all the governments and corporations in the world. And with that, of course, they also own the armies, the loans, the money supply, the credit ratings, the narrative, the propaganda, the factories, the food supply. They control international trade and international law, but their most powerful weapon is their control of the truth. And they're willing to fight, lie, smear, destroy, censor, confiscate, print, and do whatever it takes to maintain and increase their control over the truth and everything and anyone. Okay, I'm gonna do a quick montage of tabs, all right? So we got this, keep that in mind what I just said, right? And then we got this, and then we got this video from Christine Lagarde, right? I, I, I uh, I hope I'm starting to paint a picture, we got eliminating the taxes. We got charging the front runner who wants to eliminate central banks with a crime. And then all of a sudden, what Naim Bukele wrote about a year ago or so sounds like uh he really hit the nail on the head with this article for sure. Yeah.
0: It's it's again, it's it's wild. And I you know, I was gonna talk about something after uh after you wrapped up but um, if you don't mind I'm going to bring it in here because I it. you know as our kind of um, tap out here I I I think it's relevant to um uh to what we've been talking about uh let me just pull it up here for a second one sec uh so have you heard of uh what is it called um have you heard of NewsGuard?
2: I have heard of NewsGuard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is, this is interesting. One second here. Um, I'll bring it up. Where is it? There it is. So this was uh, this was shared out earlier. Uh, Mike Benz tweeted out: "Elon, for your peripheral vision, Jimmy Wales advises NewsGuard, which is knee deep uh, in a plot to get governments." Uh, to bankrupt alternative news newsguard worked with the eu on disinformation code its business model has disinformation compliance services with censorship laws it promotes and so again um opinion what i learned in my quest to fix america's social media problem the the uh underneath it says congress is going to have force internet companies to use it aka use newsguard um um, and then it says, European Commission announces NewsGuard as new prospective signatory to the Code of Practice on Disinformation. Uh, NewsGuard offers targeted services, free audits to help brands meet new GARM misinformation standards. Uh, and again, this is the co-founder of Wikipedia that's heading it up. But it sounds like, and I memed it, uh, let's see who you really are, NewsGuard.
2: <laughs>
0: Ministry of Truth. But again, they they want they want a ministry of truth they want a centralized entity that they can go to and, and say yo this is true or this is not true and everybody toe that line regardless and we saw plenty of this over the last couple of years there's going to be more of it to come um and, uh, and and people need to watch out for it because it's uh, it's scary as hell don't uh don't fall for this crap. And and again, this is why we have alternatives. This is why we have things like Noster. This is why we why we have alternative media. And we need to make sure that we're, we're resilient to platforms like YouTube, like X, like whatever other social media is out there that that traditional. We'll call it uh, uh, I don't know tr- trad social or something like that. That type of stuff you're going to start to see more and more blockades when it comes to information as they get more and more scared about losing power.
2: 100%. 100%. This is, uh, you know, bro, this was all talked about in in the sovereign individual, right? The the rise of information technologies, the rise of the internet, the disintermediation of information and money Mm -hmm. was going to empower individuals and then the balance of power would shift from the state to the individual. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. And the, the 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 state that has been so used to the centralized power for so long, they're freaking out. They like they don't know what to do. Right. So they're they're trying to like, you know, guy, oh, it's NewsGuard. No, no, no. It's legit. And then the meme like you uncover it. No, it's the government the entire time. What's happening in Canada, bro, with the Instagram and stuff like Ooh. that's terrifying, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They Again, it's under the guise of promoting and bolstering Canadian content. But they can very much get rid of Canadian content if they deem it not Canadian enough. And there's been instances of this where they're like, you know it might be a a show or a podcast or something like that where they say, um, oh yeah, sure the 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 um, even if the the lead person is, canadian while you know the crew wasn't canadian or whatever wasn't canadian and and so they can kind of cherry pick and be like "Ah, not canadian enough we're not going to allow this to be front page kind of thing so it can be used in very nefarious ways so
2: of course it's so crazy anyways guys this was your simply sessions ben it was an honor i'll see you next week peace out bro.
0: good to see you awesome and everybody we got a few last things to round up here uh, before we wrap up. Uh, just some tech updates for you guys. Again, thanks, Nico, for being here. Uh, but I just am going to bring up my screen here uh, before we round out. Um, CoinKite, their newest Bitcoin device. They can serve as a Lightning wallet and a Nostra client. So I was mentioning at the beginning of the show, I, I pre-ordered this. It looks a lot like the cold card Q1 that's coming. It's distinctly not. So, um, Effectively, uh, at its core, SatsLink is a peer-to-peer hackable multi-purpose device. It features a secure element as typical of CoinKite products, allowing the user to securely store private keys within the device. While it shares the external design, the internals are totally different uh, from the company's latest hardware wallet. Instead of focusing on air-gap security, SatsLink aims to bring secure communications to the day-to-day in a way that few would have considered possible. So effectively... Um, the initial target is developers and enthusiasts, but because it's consumer-friendly form factor, they will be able to start using anything the community creates. Um, so that could be like hot and sovereign lightning wallets or Nostra clients. And in terms of Nostra clients, uh, this thing can actually function as a relay. So you can relay messages on a, a mesh network established between peers that never actually hits the internet. So you could have like your own kind of basically local NOSTR network set on a mesh network with no internet and use SatsLink as your secure storage for your NOSTR key and relay things there. Um, Yeah. So anyways, wild, Uh, super interesting. I'm curious to get my hands on it. Uh, Keep going. Open Sats announces third wave of NOSTR grants. Uh, So Open Sats have obviously, um, Gifting and uh, offering grants to developers in Bitcoin and in Nostr, but they just o- offered a, a wave to a whole bunch of different clients: Nozzle, uh, Blowwater, Nostr, Nostrocket, Snort, Zap.stream, Stream, Algia—I think that's how you say it. Nostr Watch, Relay Tools, Nostry, uh, Onosendai, i am not sure how to say that one—and Zerox Chat. Uh, so, congrats to all the people working on Nostr that just got some grants. Um, Kudos. Uh, moving on, really quick one here. Uh, Blue Wallet seems like they've been kind of in the background lately, but they just dropped a new feature: uh, airdrop multisig cosigner. So, in Blue Wallet, if you're unfamiliar, you can set up a multi-sig natively on mobile. Um, but now you can actually just airdrop the public key that is going to be another part of that uh, uh, of of the quorum without having to do all this like back and forth uh files and stuff like that you can just do it directly on the device with an airdrop i haven't tried it myself yet um but yeah anything that makes relaying that information simpler between users or between devices i'm all for it so uh hopefully i'll be able to uh do a video on that soon uh moving on okay i i waffled over whether i was going to cover this one but uh what the hell wasabi wallet announces CoinJoin api for enterprises uh let's start with the disclaimer <laughs> Wasabi Wallet's default coordinator, ZK Snacks, has partnered with Chain Surveillance Company to scan all UTXOs and prevent any flagged UTXOs from entering its Coinjoin rounds. Keep that in mind. Uh nonetheless, they've created an API uh, for collaborative Bitcoin transactions that are accessible to anyone, including companies that want to add powerful and robust privacy features to their Bitcoin products, such as wallets, brokers, custodians, and more. I mean, caveat available to anyone, except unless your UTXOs get flagged. Uh, But nonetheless, um, I guess in general, having more coin join happening, uh, even if it's pre pre flagged and pre chain surveilled, uh, it will make other forms of coin join. It'll be like, what? Where did that come from? Who knows? Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm conflicted about this nonetheless. I guess we'll just not even comment on it. Let's keep going. Uh, Peach, Peach Bitcoin. So this is like a peer-to-peer app that you can uh, obtain Bitcoin with. It's primarily in Europe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, you can get peer-to-peer sets, uh, but they added the ability in the app because you actually have your own private keys in the app and then you can trade from there. Um, but you can add a link to your own node so you can verify things yourself. That's really cool. Kudos to Peach. Uh, Lightning Labs, they just announced their first mainnet release of Taproot Assets, a protocol for assets on Bitcoin and Lightning. With this release, developers can issue financial assets on chain in a scalable manner. Today marks a new era of multi-asset Bitcoin. So, um, you know, stable coins, things like that. Securities, probably shitcoins coins <laughs> as well. Somebody's gonna do shitcoins, coins, obviously. Uh, but interesting, I'll have to play around with it. I, I, again, it's, it's very early. It's probably not super usable yet. You're probably going to need command line to even tinker with it. But, uh, nonetheless, uh, if it's useful for some people, I could see it being useful in the, in like, I don't know, maybe somebody wants to own stocks but they want to be able to hold those stock certificates like completely on their own if that became a standard but you could also you got to allow you you have to have people have that become a standard and that's i mean that's nowhere anywhere near to happening um so i don't know we'll see we'll see how useful it is i'll play around with it i'll learn um I don't know if I have much more to say about that. I mean, you can do that. You could already do this on liquid, I suppose, but um, we'll see. We'll see if it gets more traction on lightning. If it's a good idea, people will use it. If it's not, then they won't. But um, yeah, let's keep going. Okay. So this is interesting. Um, X, Elon Musk announced that uh, soon they are going to charge people $1 per year to ensure that they're not a bot. If you don't pay your $1 per year, then you will not be able to post on X. And um, while initially that might seem like an, okay, well, maybe that'll stop bot activity and maybe that's a good thing. Anita Posh here makes a very good point. Elon Musk is doing everything to kill Twitter. Millions of people won't be able to pay for this innovative spam protection, not because $1 a year is too much, simply because they have no way to pay. Zimbabwe- Zimbabweans. Iranians, everyone without ID, basically any person that doesn't have a an approved way to pay will not be able to do this anymore, will not be able to use X. You're, you're effectively saying, hey, um, do you have access to international banking? No? No. Nah, well, you're not allowed on this social media platform. Um, so that's super shitty. Um, if they were to implement, hey, you can pay in Bitcoin. Hey, you can pay with lightning, then that might undo some of that. But yeah, Anita has a very good point here. That's why we have Noster. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, last couple things that I've been playing around with this week. Um lightning network plus i've done a video on this you can do liquidity swaps and set up uh, basically lightning channels with multiple people in a ring Uh, but they also just added a new feature called liquidity pool which i have been playing around with this basically allows you to pay for credits to be able to receive inbound lightning channels or you can earn credits by opening outbound lightning channels to other people that gets you credits, and then that gives you the ability to receive inbound lightning channels from others. So it's kind of like a, again, peer to peer type of thing, but you don't need to have everybody in a liquidity swap at the same time. I just tried it out the other day, seemed relatively intuitive, worked, worked well for me, I'm going to play around with it. And then eventually, I shall do a video. Uh, the other thing that I was playing around with in the realm of lightning was uh amboss.space. dot space. Uh, I've done some videos on things like magma there. Hydro is liquidity automation. So basically, you can link your node and then you can say, hey, I always I always want to uh, on a weekly basis base or daily or whenever, I want you to check my nodes capacity. If at any point, my inbound capacity or whatever it may be is below a certain threshold, I want you to open up or basically purchase new channels for me to make sure that I ha- always have inbound liquidity, which could be very, very useful for merchants that need to make sure they have inbound liquidity. So uh, nonetheless, super cool. Um, I tried that out as well. I'm going to be playing around with it. I'll let you know how it goes. Um, I, I haven't dropped below my threshold yet, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, okay. And last thing on the privacy front. So, uh, Watcher Guru tweeted out: U.S. Treasury Department calls to crack down on crypto mixers, claiming they've used are uh, they're, they're used for money laundering by terrorists and criminals. Um, I retweeted and just said, privacy is not a crime. You deserve the ability not to have every person easily audit your net worth. If you agree, learn how to coin join, learn how to obtain Bitcoin without KYC, and build out local circular economies. And I attached a playlist of various Bitcoin privacy tools that you can check out. If you don't like the idea that somebody's going to tell you that everyone should be able to see everything about, all of your financial transactions at all times and be totally transparent. Um, then learn about Bitcoin privacy techniques. Uh, there's plenty to learn. Don't let be. Don't let perfection be the enemy of good. Uh, but start leveling up, and then when the time comes, you can use them, um, or you can start using them now. But again start learning if you're privy to this type of stuff and you know how to use it then you're already in a a much better position than many others out there uh we already touched on uh on the watcher guru thing um anyways uh, i also dropped i also dropped a tutorial on um hodl hodl lend so i've covered them for non-kyc sats before uh but i made a video on their lend platform which is like peer-to-peer lending um getting dollars without having to sell your bitcoin um, and it's non-KYC and there's no, uh, there is, it's non-KYC and there's no rehypothecation. So you they, you can always audit that your sats are there in the escrow. Uh, so you can check that out. And finally, tomorrow we have Why Are We Bullish, CJK, Sir Ehrlich, uh, or Ulrich, sorry, and Dare to Dream, the uh, movie about El Salvador, um, one of the people from that team is going to be here as well it should be a good time that's gonna be at 6 p.m eastern time tomorrow so make sure that you head over and see it anyways guys i'm gonna start wrapping up here thank you so much for being here uh of course like subscribe share all those things are super super important they really do help the show uh you can also hit up the previously mentioned sponsors in the show notes down below. Those sponsors were Hoddle CoinKite, Seedore, Nunchuck, and Start9. And finally, there's a QR code up on the screen right now. If you need some additional handholding through your Bitcoin journey, if you need somebody to help you through setting up wallets, privacy, hardware, whatever it is, you can scan that. That'll take you to a place where you can book one-on-ones with me and uh, and I can help you through your setup. So if you're into that Scan that little QR code and you can set something up. Anyways, guys, with that, I am out. Have yourselves a wonderful day or evening. See you guys next time for your daily session.
1: Huddle the Bitcoin.